This month, I am celebrating seven years in business with my bridal beauty business, and I've been full-time for almost four of those years, but for the very first three years of owning my business, I dealt with a lot of self-sabotage. I dealt with a lot of not believing in myself or thinking that I was capable of achieving the big dreams and goals that I wanted to work towards. Welcome to the Beauty in the Network podcast. I am your host, Jasmine Jones, brand strategist for bridal hair and makeup artists and beauty team owners. Tune into this podcast weekly for tips and tricks to help you start and scale your very own bridal beauty business and the systems that's needed to help you maintain it all. Tune in weekly for guest episodes, marketing, mindset, and personal development trainings to help you step into the CEO that's already inside of you. Okay, hello friends, it is Jasmine. I am so excited about today's episode because I have a lot to say. But first, before I get into today's episode, let me just tell you, I've been MIA because I've been going through a lot of transitions. There's a lot of things going on in my life. My business is getting restructured, reshaped. I'm planning a wedding, all of the things. And one of the things for me is I don't want to be consistent just to say that I'm being consistent. I want to consistently put out value-based content, right? So things that are tangible, things that you can actually use in everyday life and business and to really help you work through your own, you know, situations, scenarios that you deal with in life based around some of my own stories and actionable steps that I share. So anytime when there's a break, please know that when I come back, it's basically going to be fire. So let's all go ahead and get on into today's episode. Today, I want to give you, uh, it's going to be more of like a free flow episode. Um, I don't have any notes, but I have a ton that I want to say, um, mostly on understanding what you're fully capable of. Um, Also, stop searching for validation and how to no longer seek validation and positioning yourself for the things that you really want in life. Um, so let's just get on into some of the background story. Uh, like I said, my business is turning seven this year. Um, and I've been full-time for almost four years. The first three years of my business, I dealt with a lot of self-sabotage. I didn't believe that I was capable because of how I grew up. Um, if you're new here, um, I'm the middle of three girls. My mother was a single parent. She had a ton of, uh, jobs that she worked just to support us. Sometimes we would have to debate if there was, was going to be, you know, food in the house or if lights were going to get turn off and I remember doing homework next to a flashlight plenty of times and I'm not saying this for anybody to feel bad for me because this literally built my grind this built my ambition this built my I refuse to be a victim mentality and I know I am wired a little bit differently. I am very extreme. I am very ambitious. But something that I still constantly dealt with, even though I was ambitious, was the faith that I have in myself, right? So the first three years of my business, I basically 
um, I kept going back to my default mode. And my default mode was, let me just go work a nine to five because I know that if I go and clock into somebody's job, that I was going to get a guaranteed check afterwards. And please, this is a disclaimer. Do not think that I'm saying that there's anything wrong with having a nine to five. You can be at a nine to five. You can have a job. Um, and have a business, whatever it is. I'm just talking about my own personal life, my own personal experiences, right? So I basically went to my default mode because I had a hard time getting over the idea of I'm going to put in, you know, X amount of hours into growing my business. And then at the end of that week, at the end of that month or whatever it is, not having the money from my hard work that was something that I just could not get over. And let me stop and pause right there. The amount of hours that you put into your business does not translate into the number of, you know, income that you're going to get. That is an employee-based mindset. That is employee-based mindset. I'm going to clock in and I'm going to do eight hours and I'm going to get paid for eight hours. You don't go and clock into your business and work eight hours and get paid for eight hours, especially if you're new, especially if you are building up momentum, right? Um, so that's just one thing I do want to point out. I had a very employee-based mindset and it was stopping me from being profitable and going anywhere for the first three years because I would stop and start. I would stop and start. And then I would stop and start, right? I would feel good and I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go work on my business today. Or I'd be like, F that, I'm going to go clock in and I'm going to get all these hours, right? It was one or the other, right? And why I wanted to say this is because we have to get over the the whole, you know, idea that, well, if I'm not making any money in the very beginning, why should I even continue? Friends, I was making nothing, I was making nothing in the beginning of my business. I was literally out here collaborating, connecting. I was doing some free work. I did a lot of free work. Please, let me tell you. If if I could go back, some of the things that I did for free, I would definitely charge for. But I did a lot of free work to grow my business, to get exposure and all of these things. And... It, it didn't pay off. It didn't pay off. But now I have a team of 17 amazing artists who work underneath my brand in Tennessee and Georgia, North and South Carolina. And I have an assistant who's also one of my team members. I'm hiring for email help in my business. And I have a coaching business where I get to help people teach them how to create their own means of living from their own business, right? So please, 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 you have to learn how to bet on yourself. You have to learn how to view things from different perspectives, perspective shifting, as well as personal awareness are two things that are very underrated. And there's a lot of people who think, oh, well, that's just a manifestation hippie, gypsy, you know, woo-woo people. No, this is psychology. This is your mind, this is how your brain is literally set up. So whenever you are in a period of life where you're just like, things just feel so hard, things just feel like nothing is happening, and you feel like you want to stop, do not stop. Because the first three years of my business, like I said, I was very stop and go. And I, I extended the struggle 
period of my business. I extended it because I was constantly building up momentum and then slowing down. Building up momentum then slowing down. And what I want to say about momentum is I did a, a Instagram story uh, poll on my, uh, in, in my Instagram and I was asking you guys, you know, are you somebody that typically starts and stops a lot? And the number of people who said yes, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to talk about this because it was a lot of people who said yes, they stop and start. And I get you, literally, three years, I did that. So I just wanted to talk to you because... You have to learn how to trust yourself. And there's a lot of us who don't trust ourselves because of old situations, scenarios that we dealt with in our past where maybe we made a choice, maybe we made a decision, and the result of that decision or choice led to an unwanted cause, right? But guess what? If you make a decision, if you make a choice, you can always make another choice. You can always make another decision. You don't have to stay there just because you made that choice. Do you know how many times I've made a choice and I was like, oh man, I made this choice. I got to stick with it. I got to deal with it. I can't keep going back and forth because then that's, uh, you know, stagnancy. I can't go back and forth because then I'm wishy-washy. Who is judging you? And if the person who is judging you and they're saying like, oh, you always doing something new, you always doing this, right? If there's somebody who is saying that, what are they doing? Are they validation police? Are they the person that's going to be, you know, paying your rent, paying your bills? Uh, I mean, well, if it's a spouse, then, you know, you can tell them, you know, your process of what's going on. But stop allowing other people's judgment, people who are nowhere clear or nowhere near the outcome that you're looking for, what it is that you're working towards, they they don't even have the thing that you want, but yet you are taking their word as Bible, right? You're taking their word and leaving your own word is nothing, right? So anybody's opinion of what it is that you're doing, if you make a choice and you decide to change it up, That's their business. That's not yours. It's not yours. You can choose to not let that affect you, right? So that's one thing that I wanted to say. And the next thing that I wanted to say is, you know, one thing that I really had to get over when it comes to, you know, understanding what I'm fully capable of is understanding that everything is not going to go hunky-dory all of the time, right? Any time when I had a hiccup, any time when I had a roadblock, uh, an email, a question from somebody, and I was like, oh my God, this is pure proof that I shouldn't be doing this. Like, why are we searching for excuses? That's what we have to stop. I was doing that all of the time. Oh my gosh, well, they're unhappy. So this obviously means that X, Y, Z. This obviously means that this, Right? Other than taking things as what they are, feedback, conversations, situations, scenarios, and you get to choose what your response is, right? So, (laughs) I'm getting bummed up. But this is what we have to, like, we have to start viewing things for what they are and stop giving things internal meanings, right? Everything doesn't need to have a meaning. It just is, right? That's, That's life. Things are, it's just how it is, right? So know that you are going to have to put into some work. You are going to have to put in work. 
everything is not going to be lemon drops and rainbows because you can't expect things to be lemon drops and rainbows without a little bit of ruffle ruffle feathers right you can't just expect to have the good without challenges you the challenges is what grows you right so there's that you have to understand what you're fully capable of and then the second thing is when it comes to not seeking validation there's so many people out there you know wives mothers uh friends sisters cousins whoever it is we are searching for other people to validate our goal our dream our life the thing that we are working towards and when we don't seek that and when we don't get the validation that we are searching for we 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 diminish our own selves like for example I was looking at a video and I think the video was somebody saying like, oh, I told somebody that I wanted to start a business and they told me, why would you leave your job that already pays great money? I don't think you should do that. And then they were like, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I do have a good job. Like, why would I sacrifice that? Friends, why are we searching for validation for gifts that the universe has give, given you specifically? You have been blessed with your own internal talents and your own external talents, right? Internal and external. You are more than that one skill that you can do. You are more than that. But it is your job, not anybody else's, not your mom, not your kid, not your spouse, not your boo, not your friend. It is your job to validate you. It's your job, right? So what this would look like is having an idea, you don't have to always tell people your ideas, right? Especially if they're not in the same headspace. Have you ever spoke about something that you wanted to do and you told a friend and they might be having a negative day, maybe <laughs> maybe something happened to them that day and they just in a pissy mood, right? So you ever told somebody something like, oh, I've been really thinking about doing X, Y, Z. What do you think? And they're like, girl, that's dumb. That's stupid. Why would you do that? Everybody I know who did that, it always failed. I think it's a waste of time. Why are we asking people who are nowhere near the goal or result that we want to achieve? Why are we asking them for validation on our life, on our life's purpose, our life's goal? Your spouse can't validate you and your goal because they don't know what your vision is. Only you can see it. And even if you explain it, they're going to visualize it in a completely different way than how you see it, right? So sometimes we need to work towards our things in private. You can work towards things in private and be in a relationship. Sometimes I, I tell babe what's going on. I'm like, hey, babe, I'm doing X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. Right. And he's like, hell yeah, babe, get it. Right. Or I'm just, you know, working on a whole bunch of things. And then, you know, when things, you know, start to bloom, I'm like, hey, this is what I've been doing lately. I've been doing this and here's the results and boom, boom, pow. Right. And, you know, he gives me feedback there. Right. But sometimes it is OK to work towards things in silence. Right. And then show up when you have, you know, like, oh, this is what's been going on. This is what's been going on too, right? So 
especially if it's a spouse, right? If it's a spouse, everybody else, you don't have to be like, oh, well, you said I couldn't do this. So here's my result, right? You don't have to do all that. That is, you need to be very intentional about where you give your energy. Everybody does not deserve your energy, right? So when you're doing these things, you want to be sure that you're not searching for validation because searching for validation can literally diminish your dreams, your goals. And that's not what I want for you. So this, the last thing that I want to talk about is positioning yourself. How do you position yourself for the things that you actually want in life and I want to talk a little bit about my own journey because I really want to let you guys know how I've positioned myself um, throughout the year after I have become very intentional about my actions so like I said I used to work a lot of jobs I actually used to have five jobs at one time um waking up at like five o'clock in the morning o'clock and at six to go and work from noon to drive across town to go clocking at one to clock out at freaking five to go drive back across town to go clocking at 6 30 to work from 6 30 to like 11 o'clock sometimes and sometimes I wouldn't even sleep right sometimes I wouldn't even sleep because I would have to get up at five and I would just get some pizza some beer and I would just call it a night or I would just hang out in my car um to be real with you so I have positioned myself in a way where it does not matter what circumstances you came from it doesn't matter if you had money if you had support from your family if you were popular if you were introverted if you were you know one of the quiet kids I was very quiet I was very quiet and I've been able to position myself online in a way where I got approached to be um, a speaker at an amazing Rising Tide Society event with um, HoneyBook um, owner uh, Natalie Frank. I was one of the speakers in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, this was in 2019, I believe so, 2019, or was it in the beginning of 2020? I don't even remember, y'all. But I was able to be a speaker and it was because I positioned myself, right? I knew that I really wanted to add speaking into my arsenal of talents. So one of the things that I did for myself was I reached out to my cosmetology school, right? I reached out to my cosmetology school and I just approached him and I said, hey, um, I want to do some guest teaching. I want to do some guest speaking. And this was something that I wanted to challenge myself because I am an introvert, y'all. I'm an introverted extrovert, and I am very big on uh, pushing myself to not be the victim. And some of the things that I used to say to myself was, ooh, I'm an extrovert, extrovert. Ooh, I don't do public speaking. Ooh, I don't do this. Or, oh, I don't do that. So every single thing that I said, I don't do this, I challenged myself to do exactly the opposite of it. So... I reached out to my cosmetology school because I wanted to really work on my public speaking. And what better way to work on your public speaking as, you know, somebody who's a beauty industry um, expert as talking about beauty, something that you already know a lot about. So they actually offered me three days. And me, because I'm real big on go big or go home, I took all three days. I took all three days and it was it was so perfect how it worked out. The first time it was about um, 12 students. The second time it was about maybe 20-ish, 30 students, and then the last time, it was about, like, 60-ish students, right? So, each time, it got bigger, and each time, I got way more comfortable, right? I was like, ooh, I like talking on stage. Like, I like talking to people. Like, I am very interactive. Um, so, there's that, but 
that was how I started to practice my positioning. I reached out and asked for an opportunity. I did not wait for an opportunity to come to me. I reached out for the opportunity that I wanted and I got it, right? It is amazing how just asking, putting yourself out there, they could have said no. They could have rejected me. But guess what? Even if they rejected me, I could have went someplace else and asked. And they could have said no. And if they said no, I would have gone to the next place and asked, right? We need to stop waiting for opportunities to fall in our lap and we need to learn how to create them. That's one thing that I'm very big about that I'm going to be um, integrating into my content a lot this year and next and for, you know, years to come. How to create your own opportunities because there's nobody out there who can validate you other than yourself. So I did that and I started to post on social media like, hey, I'm going to be talking at the school. And then I would make sure that I had my um, assistant. She would come with me. She would record me like, ooh, Jasmine's on stage, like take photos, all of the screenshots. And, you know, she would upload it to social media for me and all of the things. I absolutely loved it. So I started to post myself on social media like, hey, I'm out here talking. I'm doing this speaking arrangement. I'm doing this and that and that. And other people who were in the speaking world, who were in the teaching world, they saw, oh, she actually goes out and speak. Let me have her speak at my event. So I got asked to speak, right? I got asked to speak there. I got approached for online speaking arrangements. I got approached for podcasts. I got approached for so many things just because I started to create my opportunities instead of letting them, you know, fall in my lap when somebody realizes, oh, she has a lot of value. No, you gonna see my value because I'm gonna put it in your face, right? <laughs> like, that's just how I talk. That's just how I am, right? So there's that. But whatever it is that you want to do, what is your goal? Determine your goal. Determine your goal. What do you want life to look like for you? What are some things that you need to start working on in order to help you um, prepare yourself accordingly for that position that you're working towards? Do you need to practice public speaking? Do you need to practice going live? Do you need to practice um, collaborations? Do you need to practice whatever it is, right? And then once you understand what you need to practice on, start working towards it diligently start working towards it consistently right because only you can make it happen for you I can't do it for you and this is something that I love to talk about you know when people think about hiring coaches I want to hire a coach because I want my business to do this and I want my business to do that hiring a coach we guide you we don't do the work for you right so whatever it is that you want to do in your life that's your job to take advantage of it, to take hold of it, to birth that idea into reality for you and do it based around what, what that looks like for you, right? It doesn't necessarily have to look like what it looks like for me, what it looks like for your competition, what it looks like for that other person that you look at on, uh, you know, social media that you look up to. It does not have to look like that if you don't want it to look like that. Right. And this is just what I want to close out um, today's episode with is, you know, when I first started my business, I thought my business needed to look a certain way. And that was a lie. The certain way that it looked like was 
every single vendor around me who was doing what I was doing. If it was, you know, a wedding planner, um, a wedding photographer, or other hair and makeup artists, every single story that they put up, every single post, woo, we burnt out, woo, we tired, woo, we this, woo, we that. And I'm just like, oh, snap. Like, I need to be booked out for the year. I need to, be, need to be doing this and I need to be doing that. And then guess what? I did that. And guess what? I was miserable. I had no life. I had no life. It was unsustainable. It was unhealthy. And I'm very, to myself, I'm very, uh, I don't really speak about myself a lot too much on social media, but I'm integrating that because I know that, you know, personal stories actually help a lot of people. But I remember I went on Facebook one day because it got real, real. Um, this was the first year that I was full-time in my business when we got booked out from no return. And I asked the question, I was like, what do you do for work-life balance? Because my work literally took over my life. It took over my life. It took over my free time. It took over everything. I remember Babe used to ask me like, hey, I'm going to go to the pub. I'm going to go to so-and-so's house. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go out. Do you want to come? And I'd be like, no, I got to work. No, I got to work. No, I got to do this. No, I got to do that. And I did not have a life outside of owning a business because I set it up that way. Because I was like, oh, well, everybody else is burnt out. Everybody else is doing this. And I unknowingly created what I did not want. I had no free time. I had no flexibility. I had no sustainability. And the income that I was making, it was nice, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted it to be, right? So when you're creating, ask yourself, how many hours do I want to work? How many clients do I want to work with for the year? How much money do I want to make? And then start operating backwards, right? Operate backwards. What is that even going to look like? What systems, implementations, policies, boundaries do you have to put in place in order to achieve that, right? And if you're like, ooh, that sounds kind of crazy. That sounds like I don't even think anybody's doing that. That's 10 times more of the reason why you should. Half of the structure in my business Nobody else has a structure that looks like it because it's customizable to the life I want. And my business isn't something that is duplicatable for everybody. This is why when you work with a coach or when you work with me specifically, we can be building the same thing, but it's going to look completely different because we have different lives. We have different lives. I don't have a kid. <laughs> we want kids in the future, you know, but I don't have a kid. I have a dog. <laughs> um, and, you know, like I travel a lot for work, but I'm transitioning out of that. So there's so many things that you have full control, full capability over once you start to see that you are fully capable of achieving the things that you really want to, right? All you need is faith in yourself, diligence, show up even when it doesn't even look like it's working, talking to the right people, sharing your ideas to the right people, getting in circles where people who can support you, who are working towards similar things like Facebook groups, right? Um, and then lastly, learning how to validate your own self and to position yourself accordingly. Stop thinking that you need to go back to school for this. You need to go and get, you know, eight more degrees and all of these other things. There are people out there who are not even as qualified as you who believe in their self. And they're like, you know what, even though I don't have all of the answers, I don't have the degree, I don't have the qualifications, I'm gonna still go out and do it. There are people out there who have less qualifications than you who are doing 
what they want. And I want you to do what you want, what you desire, what you've been dreaming about, but you have to believe in yourself. If I didn't believe in myself, I would not even have created this podcast. I would not have created a coaching business. I would not even have expanded my team to 17 artists, right? So please stop underestimating yourself. You got this. Keep going. Please turn in to the next podcast. Bye, babe. Hey friend, did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, I have a quick favor to ask. Can you screenshot this episode and tag me over at Beauty and the Network? Or if you want to take it a step further, I would absolutely love if you can help me reach my goal of getting 50 reviews by the end of 2021 by just leaving me a quick review, letting me know what major takeaways that you got from today's episode on whatever platform that you love to listen to your podcast. I would truly appreciate it and I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye, babe.